This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. Also brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we look at this week in grain markets. We also have a look at food trends, some interesting food trends over the past two years because of COVID-19. We have analysts discussing market impact from the war in Ukraine. We look at the fallout from the CP Rail two-day walkout this week. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Canola and wheat markets this week were moving upward. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Bacallo says canola rose $25 a ton for the week, while spring wheat was up 15 cents a bushel. Well, Jim, starting off on the canola front, the May canola futures increased this week approximately $25 a ton. As for Minneapolis wheat, the May contract up about 15 cents a bushel. So this week... May canola futures did reach a new contract high, and we are over a hundred dollars a ton gain approximately on the month now. So the high now on the May is eleven seventy eight a ton approximately. May soybeans actually experienced a new contract high as well too, tighter than expected supply from South America, and even expectations for improving U.S. soybean demand helped support really all the soy markets and, and canola as well. Another big factor for canola has been the surge higher in crude oil prices has kind of really added to the bullish tone for all grain markets. It really seems that more and more traders are getting concerned about the lower grain production possibilities in Ukraine. As well, so much of the world really relies on fertilizer from you know Belarus, Ukraine, and Russia, which could tighten inputs. So it seems that really traders are, are likely to remain a buyer of all commodities here and um, that's kind of been, I would say, the main story here in the last uh, week or so. So it's really the war that's really pushing up grain markets? I would say that's definitely a factor. Um, and then that's where, you know, you look at the export side of things, what's happening in the Black Sea region, even how maybe currencies as well are affecting things. The Canadian dollar today almost at that 80 cent level uh, again on this on the September futures. So that's, that, those are a couple factors to, to keep watching. And next week, there is a USDA report, and traders will be watching that for the 31st to see how, how grains all react. What do you see as the outlook next week and beyond? Well, again, with the, with the grain USDA report, that's something that everybody will be watching. There is expectation of higher U.S soybean production acres wise and that's where you know we could see that effect uh, on the canola side as well too but 
right now, I still believe that there is a floor under these canola prices, given the, the supply and demand fundamentals. So next week, we'll see if, again, if the new new high can be reached again and uh, if it can keep making new highs here, even coming into uh, next spring here. Adam Piccolo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca. COVID and now inflation are changing the average Canadian's food purchasing habits. Francis Parisienne is the vice president of Nielsen IQ, a leading retail and consumer intelligence firm, which breaks down enormous amounts of shopper data into trends. While it is comparatively small right now, a growing trend is online grocery shopping. That's actually now 4% of the market. It was less than two at the beginning of the pandemic. So that market still very slow at 4%, but it doubled over like the last two years. And we see like massive investments by Sobeys. Same with Loblaws. They publicly said they were investing close to a billion dollars and making this more available. Walmart, you can buy grocery online at close to 95% of their stores. These big groups are making the bet that it's going to continue growing. With food inflation hitting consumer budgets, Prezien says people are looking more to discount stores compared to conventional grocery stores. No frills, fresh go. Walmart, they're gaining momentum in the market. They're gaining market share. They represent right now close to 45% of dollar sales in Canada. That's grown close to a point versus a year ago. We're coming with a new analysis shortly. The gains are going to be even more massive. They're doing better than your conventional stores. And conventional stores would be IGA, would be Sobeys, Loblaws, more expensive stores. So they're gaining momentum and market share in the vast majority of departments. They're gaining and prepared food, refrigerated dairy categories, confectionery, odd beverages, doing very well in Canada right now. The stay-at-home trend that flourished during the COVID pandemic is not leaving, at least not right away. People have reduced the number of visits they make to bars and restaurants, so they're making more drinks at home. You see there's like new habits that are being built by Canadians, and it's not only Canadians, it's very similar in the U.S. People tend to go out less, people tend to have friends over and family, so you see like cocktail mixes and so on uh, increasing, and we treat ourselves. Canadians right now are looking for ways to just forget the reality, so they're just splurging on candies and snacks and so on. Prezien says for the first time, and he's not sure why, the influence of promotional sales has been declining. 50% of your items would be sold on promotion. That is actually dropping down right now. So it is concerning for a number of brands, of retailers, but it's also putting pressure on consumers right now. And what's happening right now is that the elasticity that we were observing before the pandemic simply don't compute anymore. So it's forcing retailers and manufacturers right now to revise the way they do promotion. People are reacting differently right now in the increase, like price increase that we're seeing in the market. So it's having impacts on all categories. So it is forcing us as a company to work with our partners to like come up with good pricing strategy to actually help 
The manufacturers cover their costs, drive sales, not impact their categories. The war in Ukraine is going to affect food inflation, but it's difficult to say how much over the next 12 months. Ukraine grows a lot of grain, and that's where a lot of European countries will actually pick up their grain. I think Europeans will pay more. I think food inflation will be worse in Europe than it is here. I think we're at the beginning of, uh, I think it will continue increasing. Gas prices have a big impact on packaging. If you've got like plastic packaging, you're screwed. So it's, I think we're at the beginning of very tough months, unfortunately. Francis Prezien is with Nielsen IQ, a leading retail and consumer intelligence firm, which breaks down enormous amounts of shopper data into trends. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Currently, there are some challenges for the canola industry in Canada, but there is an abundance of opportunities. And the Canola Council of Canada has a strategic plan, but also just recently released an innovation strategy. Here to talk about it is Jim Everson. He is president of the Canola Council of Canada. Jim, thanks a lot for joining us. How are you doing? I'm great, Sean. Thanks for uh, thanks for calling us up. Well, you know, as uh, many of your stakeholders are about to uh, get ready for the 22 growing season, the Canola Council of Canada released its innovation strategy. And, and Jim, this is a complement to the, strate- the long-term strategic plan to uh, produce on average 52 bushels by the year 2025. Um, I guess let's, let's talk about the intent of this innovation strategy and why it's important to get it out to the public. Well, it's the, the idea is to you know, update where we're going on, on innovation and research in the canola sector. Um, you know, Sean, uh, canola is all about innovation as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know that it's a, it, the, the canola itself is a Canadian invention and um, all of the competitive advantages that Canadian canola growers and the industry have globally is based on, you know, a constant um, innovation in the industry. And it comes really from all sides of the value chain. Growers are very quick to adopt new technology that helps them with their um, competitiveness and, and the profitability. Um, very keen um, adopters uh, of new technology that keeps them competitive right across the board from seed and crop inputs to farm equipment and so on. Um, the seed companies, you know, have a significant investment in the canola industry aided by, a, you know, a, I think an IP environment that's, that's, uh, that's uh, conducive to investment in canola in Canada. And then the uh, exporters and processors are investing in this industry. You know, the processors are investing heavily now in, in crushing capacity. We have new terminal capacity on the West Coast. So um, it's all about innovating constantly on, you know, more efficient trains and more efficient processing equipment and um, greater greater variety of seeds um, and new um, technologies and, and breeding technologies put into seeding and so innovation is really critical, and what we want to do is we remind our stakeholders, remind government of the importance of innovation in our industry because it's driven the competitive advantage of the canola industry globally. 
You you separate it into four P's: the performance, precision, protection, and produce. Or sorry, product. Do you feel currently that as as a reminder that there is there barriers in place that inhibit the Canola Council's ability to to get to some of these goals on innovation? I think in some areas there are, but it's mostly about identifying areas where we see opportunity and we want to forge um, a partnership with with government and with other stakeholders to ensure that we are. Uh, kind of moving moving in the right direction and innovating and creating positive environment for economic growth. So areas where there might be some restrictions are with the pace of regulatory change. You know, we're working very closely with the colleagues across the value chain on ensuring that the regulatory environment for gene-edited seeds is is one that, that helps keep Canadian canola and other crops competitive in the national marketplace. I think we want to be very, very uh, sure that um, our our regulation when it comes to crop protection products is science based, and you know there's a lot of concern around the use of um, some some you know pesticides and other products in the consumer environment, and we want to be very sure that we're. Uh, keeping um, all those regulatory uh, decisions and policy decisions based on science. I think internationally, we need to be sure that our regulations align <clears throat> with the with the regulations of other trading nations, so that so that trade is kind of uninhibited by a lot of red tape and bureaucracy. And I think in all of those areas, there are some restrictions that hold our industry back, but there's other places where we have um, a real competitive advantage. So we have a lot of uh, a lot of opportunity and a lot of benefit coming from our innovative climate in Canada as well. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, clearing early this afternoon, wind northwest 30, gusting to 50. The high today, zero, the low, minus 10. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, wind southeast 20. The high, minus 1, the low, minus 11. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high plus one, the low minus two. Monday, cloudy, the high plus five, 60% chance of evening rain showers or flurries, the low minus six Monday. Tuesday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, the high minus two, the low minus 10. Wednesday, sunny, and back on the melting side, high plus four Wednesday, the low minus eight. Thursday, sunny, the high plus five. Normal high for this date is plus four, normal low minus 8. The sun rose at 6.50 this morning. It sets at 7.18 tonight. And around the province right now, the hot spot is Maple Creek at plus 7. The cold spot, Stony Rapids up north at minus 23. Estevan is 0. Saskatoon minus 7. Swift Current plus 2. Weyburn minus 1. Yorkton is minus 8. In Regina with sunny skies, it's minus 3. That's 26 Fahrenheit. 
Winds are from the north-northwest, 29, gusting to 40. Humidity is 55%. The barometer rising, 102.7. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, minus 1. Winds are from the north-northwest, 21, gusting to 31. Once again, Regina, sunny and minus 3. That's 26 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Much to the relief of many, the work stoppage at CP Rail came to an end after two days this week. The two sides have agreed to binding arbitration. Since then, a few farm industry group leaders have said they believe it will take a few days yet for everything to get back to normal on the rail line. Reporter Cheryl Brooks spoke to Errol Anderson of Pro Market Communications about the CP Rail dispute, and he says it was really good news to see the matter resolved so quickly. My main concern was the livestock industry. Really, the amount of feed that's available at the feedlots to feed cattle was down to about two to three weeks. So had this been a situation where it delayed these trains out of the U.S., if a, if a train is loaded state-sized, it still takes a week to get it unloaded in Canada and southern Alberta. And if it's not a loaded train, it would take the better part of two weeks. So if this strike was extended, my concern was we would simply run out of feed. So that's good news, and hopefully we can keep rolling with our transportation system and keep this product on the way to export markets. One of the things that we're also talking about yesterday, canola reached more than $1,100 a ton, and I was hearing from one other analyst yesterday who didn't think that, given everything that's going on around the world right now, that it's really all that expensive. Your take on that? Well, the crushers are still making money, and and also in California, where they're really using soy oil in their biodiesel industry, you know, the, the demand side for food into the energy industry is what's really making this thing rock and roll, and as long as the crusher is making money, they'll continue to pay up for canola, but the lead is crude oil. Now, if crude oil goes back up to $130 a barrel, you know, the canola market will simply go higher. We'll see the November potentially breach a thousand dollars a ton and potentially the old crop uh, could push twelve hundred dollars a metric ton so we've seen the you know the cash bids have just been remarkable the old crop bids are now in that 25 to 26 dollars per bushel range the new crop bids are also amazing in that 21 to 22 dollar range and for the time being we think believe that this market is quite firm so do you think it's going to go up even more it could. The thing is, we don't really know. And it's because of the unpredictability. There's so many geopolitical factors that are affecting this market. If, you know, crude oil suddenly drops $10, $15 a barrel, which it could, then the canola market will also drop and the Canadian dollar will also drop. But again, if we get tensions that continue to accelerate and we keep moving up on these energies, then the canola market will simply move higher. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the situation in Ukraine then, which I'm assuming is driving some of these prices as well. 
For sure. The tensions of the war have a real concern. The wheat market in particular, you know, we've seen the cash bids on one CWRS move up in that, you know, 1250 to 1350 per bushel, you know, tremendous prices. The Ukraine crop, though, is basically winter wheat, so it's already planted. So now the key is, can they get it off and can they get it to the port? The other issue with Ukraine is their sunflower production, because they are the main exporter in the world of sunflower seeds, and that will certainly be a factor. So if this war continues for extended period, I, I think there's some real concerns that will continue to support these grain markets. The cattle market right now is it's struggling with the cost of feed, and certainly the packers are uh, brought uh, forward right into that last half of April. So the lift times right now are for the last half of April and actually even pushed into early May. The fat cattle bids in southern Alberta FOB feedlot are sitting at about that 162 per pound range. You know, those are you know, generating losses for the cattle feeder. But the cow market, that's the one that's been red hot. And we've seen these cows move up into that. They've gone from about 70 cents a pound, and now they're up into that 95 cent per pound range. And the reason for that is because the imports of beef from New Zealand are down. And that's helping support the cow market. We may see uh, dollar cows come spring here. And that's strong. But the Fed market, we believe, will be somewhat flatlined as we head into the April. That's Errol Anderson with Pro Market Communication. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies. Small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Canadian Western Agribition has announced the farm mentees and their paired mentors in the coming year. Agribition delivers the next-gen agriculture mentorship program in partnership with the province and the federal government. Agribition accepts eight participants in an 18-month mentorship experience. The program is now in its fourth cycle. Mentees and their paired mentors include Caitlin Kitsan, paired with Dale Leftwich. David McTaggart is paired with Bill Gruel. Erica Stewart is paired with Mike Sidoric, and Kristen Thompson is paired with Tara Davidson. Other mentees and their paired mentors include Brooke Dudley, paired with Allison Weaver, Chelsea Mitchell, paired with Megs Reynolds, Morgan Heidecker, paired with Sheldon Kyle, and Rena Lair, paired with Clinton Monchuk. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says the next-gen agriculture mentorship program plays an important part in the sustainability of the agriculture sector. Through the program, he says, bright young leaders can develop essential skills to advance their careers and the industry. It's been more than one month since the Russian army invaded Ukraine. Ukrainian soldiers and volunteers have provided stiffer resistance on the ground than anticipated, but Russian planes and missiles are causing a lot of damage in urban and rural areas. Arlen Suderman is the chief economist for Stonex Commodities Group in Kansas City, Missouri. If I would have told you on February 1st that we're going to have a major drought in Ukraine that slashes their production by 60 to 70 percent, that would have been, you would have said, oh, okay, then that's going to really tighten up world supplies. Well, that's what we have. We don't know exactly how much the reduction is going to be, but we think it'll probably be at least that much and maybe more as far as exportable supplies. That means that we're going to be very tight for quite some time. It's not easy getting accurate preceding information from the war-torn country. 
We first saw about 10 days ago some of the estimates coming out of Ukraine that acreage would be down about 40%. And we felt like, okay, that's optimistic that that number we expect is going to continue to climb. We're going to see a higher and higher abandonment or, or lack of planning number estimates come out. And Suderman goes on to say... We also saw last week an estimate by one organization in Ukraine that roughly 34% of the arable land in Ukraine was unfarmable this year. And because it was either being occupied by Russian troops that had unexploded mines on it that need to be cleared, that had damaged equipment, or just an assortment of various factors. Suderman says whatever crop goes into the ground and is harvested in Ukraine, yields are going to be lower than normal, and that will mean price rationing and continued high prices for wheat, corn, and vegetable oils. Meantime, the Ukrainian Agriculture Ministry is encouraging farmers to grow spring wheat, buckwheat, oats, millet, and spring barley rather than corn. It's estimating total seeded area this spring of 17 million acres compared to an average of 37 million acres. Internet service can vary in rural Saskatchewan from decent to very poor. Provincial companies like SaskTel and Access Communications are improving their networks, but it is a slow and expensive process. Starlink, owned by international entrepreneur Elon Musk, has been getting good results from a relatively small number of customers who have been accepted for testing the product, which operates via an extensive satellite network. The broadband issue was part of a panel discussion at last week's Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities Convention. During the question session, one delegate talked about early Starlink's success in rural areas. This was the response given by Wade Peterson, a manager with Access Communications. We have a partnership with a company called Cable Labs. They're based out of Denver. They're the largest think tank for cable companies in the world. And they analyze Starlink's technology. Starlink's going to have the same issues as providers like us, where you have choke points, where you have too many customers on too many towers, too much bandwidth, too much congestion slows your internet down. The magic number we were given from Cable Labs is 1,000 customers in Saskatchewan, and they're going to have to figure a way to redeploy more satellites. It's extremely costly for Elon and we'll see if it takes it up. So right now, if you're on Starlink, absolutely, your speed is phenomenal uh, because you're a beta tester. There's not enough users on the network yet. Um, but I get where you're coming from 100% in terms of you have a right now problem. We have also a right now problem to get services further out. Uh, throughout the province to cover it off as well. So that is a great point. And I was hoping somebody would bring Starlink up in this discussion. So thank you. That's Wade Peterson, a manager with Access Communications, speaking during a broadband panel at last week's SARM convention in Regina. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years, see Nelson GM today. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading. Viterra prices for canola fell $6.90 at 10.43.12. Number one red spring wheat went down 2.21 at 4.72.04. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $551.16. Feed barley, $362.54. Flax, 
Lentils, $877.50. Oats, 50153. Yellow peas, 637.82. Feed wheat, 385.65. At Minneapolis this morning, May spring wheat fell four and a quarter cents at 1078 and a half cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report, Heartland Livestock here in Musha. A lighter run on offer here at our Thursday regular sale. This cow market did look like it was a touch higher again here this week. These good, big, strong cows, 93 to 98, sales right up to a buck three and fifty. Medium cows anywhere from 86 to 93. The good bulls traded from a dollar six to 20 with sales right up to 122 and 50. 800 yearlings expected for our Tuesday, March 29th pre-sort sale. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. And there are no price quotes available today for Saskatchewan pork. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. Federated Co-op has announced a new online platform and brand. Co-op AgZone is a new suite of digital solutions that will increase to support Western Canadian farmers in the field, in the yard, and in the books. The first digital program is Co-op AgZone Field, a digital agronomy tool to provide a simpler way to collect, share, and interpret data for farmers and local co-op grow team members. The tool will enable farmers to maximize yields and improve farm operations by making data-driven decisions easier. With the tool, farmers can consolidate all their data together in one place, including crop plans, planting and yield records, remote imagery, soil information and more. Co-op Grow Team members can add and analyze the data and the tool's powerful analytics to examine yields, calculate returns and determine adjustments for the season ahead. The AgZone field is designed to consolidate data from different sources and evaluate results to enable decisions to optimize yields. All data is encrypted and remains under the ownership of the farm customer. On the markets today, the TSX is up 27 points at 21,965. The Dow is up 6 points at 34,713. Oil is up 38 cents at 112.72 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 23 hundredths of a cent at 80.06 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.